Hey guys, just a little special announcement here. Um, Anchor's released something new with their app and it's pretty much called Anchor Payments. Um, with that, it's basically just their version of Patreon. So what you can do is, if you want to support my podcast, is you can set up a one-time payment of $1, $5, or $10, or just like Patreon, have it a monthly subscription of, again, $1, $5, or $10. Again, for me, anything I get, I am highly appreciative of. Again, I thank you guys for all the support you've given me so far. Again, I have 400 more, well, over 400 people listening throughout the, I guess, nine months I've been doing this. Um, I would love to hit a thousand by the end of the year, but you know, if not, then again, I'm just glad for what I have so far. So definitely, if you guys want to give a donation, the link should be in the description of this episode. I have that set up or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Sam said it. This is the first time me doing anything like this. And again, if you can't give something that is totally fine. Again, I'm not again, going to be upset with you or say, how dare you listen to my podcast and not give me at least a dollar. Again, if that's what you want to do, this is totally up to you guys. You can if you want to. If you don't want to, that's totally fine. If you say, Sam, I want to give you a dollar, but I want to go through this app. Give it to me face to face. That to me is fine. I'm okay with you. Just literally give me four quarters. <laughs> But yeah, so this is just a little thing that Anchor's now doing. And like I said, any support I can get from you guys, any support, like I said, whether it be a dollar or the max of $10, I am very humbly just going to say thank you. Because again, I never thought I would have an opportunity to do something like this. And now I do. <laughs> so just thank you guys for all the support you have been giving me so far and everything that we're going to be doing in the future. Again, movies, TV shows, again, music, a lot of stuff is going to be coming up and I'm going to be recording a lot more. So look forward to that. And again, once one more time, just want to say thank you for all the support you guys give me. All right. Now to the podcast. Welcome room back to Sam said what my name is Sam and I say things and I hope you guys are having a great September so far. Don't get freaked out. But in three months, we will be in 2019. And for me, that just seems wild because it's like we're almost done with this year already. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys are having a great semester so far if you're in school or you're working or whatever you're doing in your everyday life. And I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. This podcast is going to be a little bit different. I know I usually do movies, especially as of late. But when I started this podcast, I started this by doing music. And actually, talking about the subject today, my first subject was Eminem. And if you haven't heard that, Definitely go back. The mic volume and mic settings and all that are totally different for what I'm doing now. Of course, I was pretty much just using my phone at that time. And now I'm actually you know, using a really good mic. So I definitely want you guys to go back and listen to my very first, even if iTunes and other places might have it like as number four or five for some reason. iTunes did something funny with that listing and I don't know how to fix it. So <laughs> I right now I'm kind of stuck with that. But definitely go back and listen to that because I do believe that as a culture, we have helped Eminem out. So definitely give that a listen. But we're also going to be comparing his album kind of with another album that just dropped a couple of weeks ago, which is Nicki Minaj's Queen. Um, so, yeah, I want to do more music stuff. I love music. I've always enjoyed music. So between between going to movies and things like that, I also will be reviewing more music, hopefully. So definitely if you guys have any feedback or want to say anything to me, definitely reach me on all the social media, my Twitter, my Instagram, which are both Sam said at DFW. 
Again, the Facebook group, Sam said it, DFW as well. And again, if you want to shoot me a snap saying I'm listening to your podcast, you can also do that on Snapchat, which is, well, that's SJP30688 on Snapchat. Um, And again, I guess there are music news, I guess. <laughs> so we're going to talk about music news. Basically, Kanye is trying to get back into the kingdom. If you haven't heard, Kanye kind of gave up a apology but not a real apology he kind of gave those halfway apologies of saying like i'm sorry you feel that way not i'm sorry i made you feel that way and i just don't accept it like i listen to it and it's just ramblings of kanye like he's not saying he was wrong about the whole slavery thing he's literally just saying that i'm sorry you guys took it that way and to me like that's not a real apology like it's not that i took it the wrong way it's that you're factually wrong and you just don't want to say that you're factually wrong. So I guess I just have to eat it. And to me, that's not an apology. And nor is one I'm going to accept by any means to say that, yeah, you know, let's just bring them back in. Because, you know, as black people, we have to bring them back in. No, we don't. Him and Omarosa can sit outside the kingdom and look at the foulnessness. Because, no, I don't accept your apology. I don't accept anything that Kanye is saying right now. Because, again, I've listened to you. Because it wasn't just that one day at TMZ, brother, you walked around talking about you were right the entire time. There was really like not a place where you didn't say think that you were right until now for some reason. And I don't know, because maybe your album sales didn't do well or maybe not as well as you wanted them to. Maybe Kim got at you talking about, nah, son, you got to apologize. Maybe sponsors left. I don't know. Maybe that sell of that $300 white T-shirt for some reason stopped selling. I really don't know why all of a sudden Kanye wants to come back to the kingdom, but I will tell him this. You can keep your apology. As much as it's going on right now with black people, I don't need your halfway apology. Just own up to it. Like if you haven't heard um, in Pennsylvania, the GOP, she had to step down because, you know, basically she told NFL players and specifically black NFL players, one call them baboons and pretty much told them to shut up and play basically, which you can't do. And it's not like, Oh, she just said and didn't know what she was saying. Like she wrote this on Facebook and that's what it makes it even worse. Like to write something racist to me and the way I think is way more than saying something racist. They're both bad, of course, but it's that moment of when you say something, you can actually say, you know what? I didn't really mean to say it that way. I didn't really mean to do this, whatever, whatever. And again, as black people or people of color, you kind of hear that all the time. There's a difference, however, when you have to write something racist. Because writing something racist literally means you wrote it out, you visually saw it, and then said, this is good. And that's when I don't want your apology. Neither way, either way, I don't really want your apology either. But to write it out, to hit send, and yeah, you can say, well, I write things emotionally all the time, but writing something does more than just hearing it. Like, not only did you hear it in your own head and you thought it, but you also visually saw it and then had to do another function of sending it. When you're talking, you know, you can actually call someone the B word or C word or call someone the N word when you shouldn't, you know, again, is all those things correct. You shouldn't do those things at all, especially if you're not of that color. But at the same time, I just think it's an extra step when you're writing it, because writing, you can always take that back, especially when it's something, you know, it's not an instant messenger. It's not like I can actually see what you're typing. You know, I can't even see, you know, I, I don't see where you're typing. So you have to again constantly say i want to send this out and to put that on facebook of all things where it's not even like snapchat where it automatically deletes itself in 24 hours you put this on facebook 
and you thought that was the cool thing to do. And now you're out of a job. And when you start looking around, like Barbecue Becky and all these other people, it's weird to see here. And again, if you're not, again, person of color or African-American or things like that, I will give you a little black lesson, as I'll call them. (laughs) Black people kind of stand to themselves unless we see something extremely bad happening. So if I see a little black girl selling water, if I'm not thirsty, I'm going to leave her alone. Whether she's being loud or not, whether I have work to do or not, I'll just close my window, I guess. I don't know. But for some reason, there is something that rages within a person that is maybe not of the ethnic background that I share to say, no, I need to report this to the police and not only report it to the police or quote unquote report it to the police. No, she says I was going to call the police to scare her. Really? So you see what's happening with black people and maybe you don't care. Maybe you don't see it. I don't really know. And yeah, I'm on a tangent right now and I do apologize. But to have this come out the way it did with all the things that are happening and you just say, oh, I just meant to scare her a little. Nah, son, I don't as as a person who's not a parent. But if I had a little T'Challa or Shuri, nah, you can't do that. That to me is disrespectful, especially when you say, well, I wasn't really calling the police, but you were ducking behind you were ducking behind bushes and things when the mom was or her aunt was trying to record you. Like, I just, again, as, as people of color, we don't care. Yeah, there are going to be some nosy black people out there, of course. But overall, we don't care. We see something wrong unless someone is like being assaulted by some reason. We're not going to do. And even then, that person getting assaulted, I'm going to call the police. I might not jump in. <laughs> and I know that might be the wrong thing to do, but like there's another video going out viral now where this lady was road raging and this, again, non-black person decided to kind of jump in front of the car trying to stop it. And it's like, yeah, brother, don't do that because she didn't stop and he almost got ran over. And in my head, I kind of was like, I, you know, if he got ran over, I wouldn't be that sad about it because you're the one trying to be a hero for some reason when you can just easily call the police like y'all like to do and just let that be it but tangent aside kanye i don't want you back amorosa i know i mentioned you you can stay over there too even though i do appreciate your tapes and if you have a tape of trump saying the n-word come on back your application's under review (laughs) but yeah a lot of stuff happening um if you lived under a rock a week ago when Eminem dropped his album, Aretha Franklin's funeral also happened. And yes, that funeral was like 3,500 hours. Apparently <laughs> I watched a lot of it. I think it was, a, again, I think it was a good, what is it? Home. I forgot what they call the funerals. Now it's not like an actual funeral. It's like, it's something about like home giving or home. Like, again, I know someone's going to be like, Sam, you should know that you're black. And I'm like, I am sorry, man. I just call funerals a funeral, but so that happened. And if you also notice, Ariana Grande was there. And Ariana Grande, you know, because the family really likes her, apparently. That's the rumor that kept going around. So I guess it's true. Um, sang her song. Um, and, okay, if you didn't watch the funeral, like, majority of the people that were on stage were men. And, again, I don't want to judge people off a snapshot. But, like, you look at Bill, you look at, Al Sharpton you look at all these people who are on the stage and it's like they're kind of looking her up and down and yeah she was kind of wearing a short skirt 
or dress for church and a funeral. But again, as I've said to a lot of people, that's what Ariana Grande thinks is humble. Okay. Like it's black. That's what you wear, right? To a funeral, right? Cool. And that's what Ariana Grande did. And then the host, whose name I have forgotten because he is forgettable, to be honest, said a really bad joke about her name, Ariana Grande. And it's like, oh, I thought that was a, you know, that was, <laughs> thought that was like a meal at Taco Bell. And I'm like, oh, she's never heard that before. And also, that's just not really funny. And then you see his hand doing something creepy on her side. And it looks like he touches her breast. And yeah, he kind of does. And, and then it just becomes really complicated because it's that moment like he doesn't, his apology to me wasn't good enough. Where he was like, yeah, I guess I crossed the border, which again, I'm not going to lie. The first time I heard him, I just thought like, wow, that's kind of dismissive. And then I realized, no, the, the border business he's caught because Ariana Grande, I believe is Spanish descent, I believe. <laughs> and so again, I saw so him saying, oh, I crossed the border, Mexico, her being Spanish. He's still trying to tell jokes and I didn't get it at first. I'm like, wow, that's really not a good, that's not a good apology. Now it's like, no, that's a corny and again, insulting and racist comment again. And so I've had this conversation with people, what should be done with him? My first thought was, oh, he should step down and just, you know, kind of be around the church, but not in front of people. I'm now kind of to the point of saying, no, just kick him out. Like I know as a church people, we're not supposed to, I guess, be that way, but there's too much now coming around where just, I don't know, like his apology to me just wasn't heartfelt enough. Like him and Kanye both need to take courses on how do you apologize? You say that what you did was, you know, you come out and if, if he really believes he did nothing wrong to say, you know, I didn't mean to touch her. I didn't know I was touching her. I'm really sorry. I'm going to go take some lessons on how to hug people or some kind of sensitivity since sensitivity. That's I think I knew that girl in high school uh, sensitivity training. And you just apologize, go away for a little while. And again, I did, I was saying go to like Cuba or something, but go away. Like you don't have to go and pay paid vacation, but just don't be around the church as much. You can still be around occasionally, but you're not on stage. Go somewhere. Just not here. We shouldn't see you for a little while. Let this die down. And then you go back to your obscurity because I didn't know who you were before this. And honestly, two years from now, I won't know your name, but I will know. Oh, yeah, he's a guy who touched Ariana Grande inappropriately in front of millions of people. And some people say, well, maybe he didn't really know. And I honestly, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't know. I looked at the video and it grosses me out because it's like to be that bold. And again, I'm not saying he should do this at all by any means, but like if he did the behind closed doors, Aaron Grande came out and said backstage, he did this. It's like, Oh wow. That's disgusting to do this in front of millions of people, hundreds of cameras, including cell phone cameras. Cause you see those ver those things online as well. Like how gross are you behind closed doors? Like you, if you're doing that in front of people, in front of all the blacks, by the way, Bill had a great time. Bill was like, oh, my. Oh, oh, Hillary, all the all the blacks are here. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was horrible. But like you sit down and see all these people. And like, again, it wasn't like he actually touched her butt, which, again, you probably really couldn't see because of the angle of the cameras. He reached around her side and yeah, she's petite. So maybe just maybe he thought he was touching her arm. Yeah, that's not how arms work. 
Okay, I know that church hug. I've gave, I've given that church hug millions of times. Never touched anybody inappropriately. And then you see the way his hands kind of spider up her side. It's it just gross as you break it down and say, okay, what was your intention here? I know it wasn't a good intention. I tell you that. But like, what what were you trying to do? Because whatever that was, stop it. Don't do it again. Don't pass code. Don't collect two hundred dollars. Like like I said, go away. Whether that be going to sensitivity train, sensitivity again, I'm gonna name a child sensitivity, sensitivity. Uh, like it's going to some kind of training, something you know, maybe the women folk of the church. Because if this is what he's doing with her, like I don't know, like I don't want to go down that road because I don't want to just start saying, oh, he's a creep, even though he did something very creepy. And again, it could just be that he made a mistake. It could just be that, like I said, he might not have known what he was doing. All these things are plausible. It's just the way it looks, it looks bad. And you can't say that it doesn't. So to me, his apology, just like Kanye's, isn't good enough. Like, you need to apologize profusely. I don't know if he's married or not, or you're dating somebody, because how does that conversation go? Nah, baby, nah. See, I, I thought, you know, she she's small, right? Like, I thought I thought I was touching her side, her arm or something. Like, so why were you creeping up on her arm even? Because even if he hugged her with her arm, that's still creepy looking. It's just now 10 times worse because that wasn't her arm. That was her breast you were touching. Like, both of these both of these options are bad. One is just a lot more bad than the other one. So, yeah, I don't, I don't believe him, to be honest. But, you know, hey, whatever. Again... I'm pretty sure nothing bad is going to happen to that man. And that to me is sad because I think something should happen to him. Like not like hurting him, <laughs> but like something should transpire. Like he should step down or at least volunteer. So, you know what? I made a mistake. You know, I didn't mean to do that, but it happened. Let me, like I said, go to some kind of sensitivity training. So now I'm just saying it on purpose. Like just something sensitive training, something Maybe the deaconesses of the church or the women of the church. Maybe talk to them. Talk to psychologists. Talk to somebody. Say it to somebody. Because I don't know if he did it on purpose or not. But it, like I said, it just looks bad. And you can't have this at Aretha's funeral of all places. You know, pretty much in the beginning. Because Ariana Grande was like hour one <laughs> of, like I said, the 3,500 hours of this. Like, you can't have that happen. And his apology wasn't good enough. And I, if I was the pastor of the church or at least one of the leaders of the church, there was a me- there was a meeting that happened that day that is like saying, hey, elder, pastor, whomever. Yeah, today you're going to step down a little bit like your 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 duties for the next few months or at least to the end of the year are going to be kind of stripped away a little bit. Like I say, you can still come to church ever so often, but I want to separate you from all of this. You know, that you need to go away you need so our church can heal. Also, we need to talk to the women of the church to say, have you done this to any of them? You know, have that open space where you're not around and we can talk to these women and saying, hey, if if there has ever been a thing happening, maybe he hugged you the wrong way. Maybe he looked at you up and down, whatever it was. This is now an open space for you to say that. And hopefully that happens. You know, hopefully that church to me makes the right decision and gives him some kind of punishment and also helps heal the women of that church. Cause if he's doing that in front of people. I mean, he's going to do that everywhere else too. I'm just saying like, it's, if that was not an accident, you know, I'm pretty sure it's not the first time he would do that. So again, hopefully that changes, you know, hopefully they, like hopefully something good can happen. 
you know, hopefully some women can come out and honestly, maybe some men could come out and just, you know, be able to get that burden off of their shoulders that, yes, he did do this. Yes, I saw him do this or whatever. And just being able to heal because honestly, holding in, in things like that is never a good thing. Who that got deep for some reason. <laughs> so definitely, guys, um, let's talk about these two albums so like i said when i started doing this podcast i started out by talking about eminem and how much i love and enjoy eminem and if you guys like i said want to go back and listen to that very first one it's called eminem is adele and i just kind of how eminem needs to be emotional to make a good album like eminem is very much a michael jordan of hip-hop to me and what i mean by that is if you ever listen to michael jordan little or read any of the memoirs, people who talk about Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was kind of crazy, right? So he was, if not the best basketball player ever to play, but like the way he would motivate himself was to lie to himself. He would tell him, he would tell himself basically like, oh yeah, Patrick Ewan talked about your mama. And that would motivate him to play harder because, oh, I'm going to get at Patrick Ewan because he talked about my mama. And Patrick Ewan's like, I ain't saying nothing about your mama. I think she's a nice person. And that to me is what Eminem is. Eminem needs some kind of motivation to get that fire. And when you listen to Kamikaze, which again, last Friday for me was a little bit of an emotional day and to see a surprise album come out of nowhere for me, of one of my favorite artists, I'm like, dope, let's listen. And when you start with like, track one is Ringer. And it's like, okay, Eminem wants to punch people in the face and he's going in. He's talking about choppy flows. He calls, you know, he calls out a few artists. Not saying I hate you, but again, you're just not my cup of tea. You know, and then he talks about maybe you're sipping on a cup of lean. And I'm like, yo, you kids need to stop drinking lean. I didn't know we were still doing that. Little Wayne almost died. Stop it. And it's just like, to me, a great way to start again an album because you feel the fire you feel the way he even talks about the critics and how like what is your talent oh criticizing what is you know what's my talent oh yeah i'm eminem kind of thing where to me again that's what eminem is you know eminem is the best if not top five best lyricists of all time at me like there is no argument for me like you eminem is one of the best the way he puts in lines here even it's it's just really good And I'm going to, like I said, compare that to Nicki Minaj's album where her first song off of Queen is Ganja Burn. And to me, Ganja Burn is okay. Like, again, my background is of Caribbean background. My father is from Jamaica. So, of course, there's a little part of me that always is going to love a nice island beat. At the same time, I know mediocre when I hear it. And to have an album called Queen and, you know, to be calling yourself the Queen pretty much like 30 times during this album. I don't know, like that. It didn't get me hype. And I'm sorry to do this. If you listen to the podcast when I do about movies, I don't want to compare her directly to Cardi B, just like I don't want to do DC and Marvel. But again, who else is there to take that lead where there's a direct pretty much comparison to give it to? Cardi B's album, however, I felt hyped the entire way through. Like, I listened to that album straight and was like, yo, this is dope. Let me save it on my Spotify. 
What song off of Queen do you all really listen to and say, yo, I'm bumping that in the whip? Ganja Burn, maybe. Again, that's mostly for the beat, not for what she's saying. You know, tell me that line in Queen that was like, yo, that was so dope. Oh, my God. What did she say? Oh, man. I got to think about that 15 times. Like, there's, there's nothing there like that for me. And again, I understand Queen is, again, I'm not technically speaking Nicki Minaj's target audience. So, sure. But come on, man. <laughs> what we doing here, man? Because this album to me just screams mediocrity. Like it's it's not like there's a saying I enjoy that I talk about movies where I rather I rather a movie either be a 10 and kind of from the Bible, too, if you want to go there. Like, you know, the, the Bible speaks about, you know, God looking at a person, either you need to be hot or cold. Don't be lukewarm. And honestly, that's how I look at movies. I'd rather you be your trying your best to be the greatest or trying your best to be the worst and knowing it, you know, like like the room is one of the worst movies of all time. It's bad but it's so bad that it turns good. Nicki Minaj is in that realm of, she's like a 5.5 to a six on this album. That when I listen to it, yeah, there's some songs I'm like, oh, that's not too bad, but nothing that grabs my heart and my soul and says, yo, that was, oh my God, those lyrics. Oh my God, that flow. Oh my God. Like nothing comes out that way for for me in this album. Like when I look at Queen, I just, there's, I, I don't know. I'm looking at the list now. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at. Like, Barbie Dreams, Rich Sex. Like, and actually, let's talk about Rich Sex for a second. Um, So, if you didn't know before Queen came out, Nikki kind of went on a little, not a rant, but just pretty much saying that women should know their own value. You know, she, you're, all women are queens. You know, and she kind of hints at or at least motions towards some things that she's gone through that, you know, women, you know, shouldn't take a relationship just for the gram, basically just to take pictures and make yourself look like you're happy when you're not, you know, hey, ladies, you know, you should be respected, you're queens. And to me, I was like, yo, that's actually a really deep message. And some people are going to make the comparison between her and Cardi B and how Nicki Minaj is now trying to clean up that, that image because Cardi B is so... I guess out there and more open about sexuality and stuff like that, where Nikki's now is like, Oh, I have to be the opposite of that coin and say like, no women should, should keep yourself for your husbands and your boyfriends. You shouldn't go out there and have sex with randoms. Eh. And then you get to the album and it's like, none of the things she said in those tweets are reflected in any of these songs rich sex to me is the big one of the biggest offenses to me because i'm sorry rich sex could have been a song that honestly could have been called queen and she can go through some of her like again i'm gonna talk about in eminem's stuff where she could have gone really vulnerable and actually just come out and said maybe not names but just saying i've gone through some stuff women make sure you're a queen make sure he treats you like a queen the only characteristic of a man that she cares about in rich sex is that he has to have money. It's not that he's cute. She even says no thing as being um, broken, handsome, but you never even talk about a guy being handsome at all. Your only qualification for a woman to have sex with this person is because he has money. Now think about that. Why would that be a, why is that a problem to me? Because 
you talked about women being respectful of themselves, you know, to be treated the right way, having all these tweets and hashtag queen and, you know, trying to be inspirational to some extent. And then I listen to rich sex and it's like you threw all that away for this song because there's nothing in here saying women be respectful. You're saying that you don't have respect if you're dating or talking to a guy that's not making like a hundred thousand every week. You're talking to women saying that, no, the only reason you should be with him because he has a status of being rich or famous. And to me, that's a waste of a song. You easily could have made the song again, kind of the same way, but just calling it queen, saying that you need to find a man that treats you like one or, hey, it's cool to be single. That to me would have been a just a better song with a actual message when I listen to Cardi B, I know her message. Cardi B's message is really just go out, have fun, you know, maybe not too much fun, you know, watch yourselves, I guess. But her thing is be fun, YOLO. She's basically YOLO. She's the embodiment of walking around, having a good time. You know, congrats on, congrats on the baby. Nikki's message is what? Like, what message do I get out of this album? The answer is I don't have one. Like, I'm looking through the tracks now. I, I don't know what I would call a message. And then Little Wayne's verse on Rich Sex just is disgusting, honestly. Like, uh, the line is basically, you know, it's roughly that 50 Cent verse, like, have a baby by me, babe. You know, have a baby by me, baby. Be a millionaire. And so he's like, oh, I skidded on this girl face and now you rich because, you know, if you have a baby by me, you know, then you're going to be rich. So me putting semen on your face is cool. And that's going to be, you know, you being rich, right? Because if you had a, because I didn't put it in your face and put it in your, your vagina, that would have been cool. <sighs> I miss Hot Boys in a way. <laughs> like seriously, what is this song? And I get it. Like it's supposed to be kind of an anthem. It's supposed to be you know women uniting, I guess, to not dealing with broke brothers, I guess. But again. It's just it's a contradictory of the things that she was trying to say before the album came out and then listen to this album and saying, oh, wait, nothing you said about anything is in this album at all. I'm confused. So that's my rant about Rich Sex and just how I don't like that song much. <laughs> um, Going over the rest of these, like, Baby Ariana Grande is fine, I guess. Like, it's fine. The weekend sounds kind of tired. Like the weekend's not a bad feature. It's just he's just here. And with the album that's what an hour? Yes, an hour and six minutes. Like none of these songs, like I said, are popping. To me at least. Like none of these LLC. I'm gonna talk about Chun Li in a second. Like none of these hit me like again Eminem did, or even like I said, Cardi B's album did. And let's also talk about Chun Li for a second. I don't think Nicki Minaj has ever played, looked at, knows what a street fighter is at all. Like, listening to Chun-Li is insulting as a nerd person who likes video games and who has played, again, as Chun-Li. There is no reference to anything Chun-Li about this outside of her name sounds Asian. And in the video, she dresses like she's kind of of Asian descent. And that's kind of racist. Because if an Asian person, well, I don't know, put their hair in braids or an afro of some kind and it was eating chicken, you know, 
back wearing saggy pants or if it's mid 2000s you know wearing like a throwback jersey saying they're from houston <laughs> that got real pacific all of a sudden like but i'm saying like you it doesn't look good like there is no reference of chun Li. there's no reference of re you can anybody like there's nothing tying this to street street fighter there's one outfit she wears that kind of looks street fighter ish like she has a little bangles that again chun Li wears but that's it that song has absolutely nothing to do with Street Fighter. She doesn't make a reference like, I do kicks. I have hot kicks like Chun-Li. Like, you know, I'm kicking this beat like Chun-Li or something. There is absolutely nothing that she brings up that has anything to do with Street Fighter. And I listen to that song several times trying to find it and there isn't one. And it's sad because it's like, why did you call this Chun-Li then? And then she says something about, oh yeah, I'm bad guy, Chun-Li. Chun-Li is a well not an actual fbi agent but for the most part if you don't know what chun li is she's like an international agent she is pretty much like the fbi without being called the fbi i forgot they actually call it any universe but she's never really been a bad person like she's always been on the side of good so again i don't think you know what a chun li is i think you know the name and maybe you know that it's asian and that's about it which is insulting because if someone, you know, named a song Bone Quisha, and I'm just being honest, and they were from a different race, we would all jump and say, wow, that's racist. Or even then, oh, black, like, again, like a famous black actor or, you know, whatever. Like, it's just not. I just don't like it. <laughs> As you can hear, like, there's nothing in this album I find of substance. And that's why I wanted to to put this album because at first i was gonna do this album by itself with queen being her own thing but when eminem came back with kamikaze i had to add it to this and the reason why is because kamikaze is the response to what revival was last year to us and i've been on record and again go back to listen to the very first podcast i did revival was not received well and even for me like listening to it it's like eh. Beyonce's verse doesn't sound great on Walk on Water. It's Shireen. It's a Sharon, whatever. And, you know, it wasn't great. But when you start with the ringer for Eminem, and just you hear again what a real lyricist can be, you can hear how well, if you gave a care about your lyrics, you can be as a rapper. And him calling out little Pump and little Zans and all these people. Because again, Zans is short for Xanax. I'm like, really? All you kids are just on drugs. And you listen to this album, you can you feel how old hip hop used to be. How wordplay is wonderful. How I've listened to this album three times and every time I get something new out of it. Because again, something went maybe a little too fast the first time. So my ears finally caught up to saying, oh wait, that's the joke. You know, he says something about succeed and like, you know, I want her to succeed and repeat and then succeed. And it's like, oh, because she you want her to be successful. And she's oh, with the peanut. Oh, I get you, Eminem. And again, is it kind of gross? Yeah, kind of maybe sort of, you know, that's not your cup of tea. Sure. But it's that moment of like, I see effort here that Revival didn't have for me. And ever since Revival, when he had Chloroseptic come out, and again, he again beat down Chloroseptic. And that's that fire once again. Like I said, 
Eminem needs. Like you go through this album and like one to two to greatest where it sounds kind of wacky and you're like, oh, I don't know if I f- how I feel about this. But then he starts rapping on it and it just fits again. And lucky you with Jordan Lucas. I love Jordan Lucas. He, if you don't know who Jordan Lucas is, he's the guy who made the song. It, that was his year, I believe that, you know, I'm not racist song where again, a white person said the N word people kind of flipped out, but to me, Jordan Lucas is like a mini Eminem. Like he is someone who can rap really fast, but at the same time, give me a story and give me lyrics that are important. And with Lucky You, Lucky You is a comparison of the two in a very much style of Jordan Lucas where he's hungry. He says one of the dopest lines I will wish was on a t-shirt that I'm going to die the underdog who never gave up hope. Like that to me is a really inspire like it's, it's inspirational to me like that is again saying like you always going to be on that grind you know eventually yeah jordan lucas is pretty much on a lot of people's lists but again he's still slept on by a lot of people so you then have the flip where eminem comes out and pretty much says you know i said a lot of things before i am successful you know these are why i am lucky and it's like yo that's dope and you know of course he goes back with the always white boy Y'all didn't think I would make it, which again at the time was like, yeah, because the last white boy before you was Vanilla Ice, and we all know how that ended. Which, in comparison, we were really probably too mean to Vanilla Ice. We just were. <laughs> but with that, like, you go on to, to the next one, where again, there are going to be some songs that I'm not here for. You know, like normal. Why can't you? Again, I'm going to say say it nice. Why can't you, woman, be normal? You know okay <laughs> um again that one but even then like in that that's again lyrics are wonderful again like these beats again dre came back and did these beats for him maybe it was dre maybe because dre wasn't on the last album never leave dre eminem also side note eminem stop dating these women <laughs> like real talk every album there is going to be a line about you doing something bad to women and there's going to be another line about you mangling your penis for some reason. And again, it's for both of these lines, there are good lines. Like the one about his penis and how he would rather pretty much cut his penis off than listen to most people who are rappers nowadays. The way he puts that in wording is amazing. You know, like to me, that is something that you listen to and say, wow, that's gross. Oh, I now feel like I get it. Like you rather go through all that pain than listen to these, listen to these little pop rapper kids now. So I get that. And you go keep going down the list again, stepping stone, which again, I don't want to spoil the album, but again, I'm going to talk about it a lot. Anyway, stepping stone is M's explanation. Whatever happened to D 12. If you don't know who D12 is, D12 is a pretty much a group from Detroit that was Eminem inspired and pretty much Eminem made it. Um, within the song, you also hear when Proof died, it kind of ruined the group because Proof was the glue. And he kind of goes in as an apology of just saying, you know, I should have did more to help you guys out, but I didn't. And, you know, I kind of use you guys as a stepping stone. And it's that moment that you hear that and you hear Again, the apology that he's trying to give to his friends, you know, at the end of the day, these are his friends. These are people that, again, he grew up with. He, you know, young man to man to mogul type person. Like he is the person that came from, again, a trailer park 
to come on up here and now is one of the best rappers to ever lay down lyrics. And that's why when I want to compare these two to Nicki Minaj, like Nicki, I hope you take this as an L. Again, I don't know how your records are doing. I know you've come out and said some things. <laughs> you know, I know there's some incidents that have happened in the past week or so as well. But for me, like I would love to have seen Nicki get vulnerable for once. Like I said, with the, the song where Rich Sex could have been just called Queen and just honestly say how things went down. Again, maybe not naming names, maybe going getting too specific, but just an emotional listen. Ladies, like as you said in your tweets, this is what you don't want to be. And you kind of go down maybe a story that you tell about what happened with you. Where you look at Eminem and this whole album, he notices that I've taken L's before. The last album was an L. He said that several times during this record. That, you know what? I didn't do well on Revival. Y'all said it was trash. Maybe I don't think it's trash. But, you know, I'm going to come at y'all now. And we, as critics and podcasters and YouTubers and, you know, Billboard records and all those things, we all kind of got on Eminem. And I do believe that when you look at Nicki Minaj and people want to make that comparison between Cardi B, and I've done that several times on this podcast, and how some of her fans moved over to Cardi B because I guess you can't be fans of both. I do believe for the next album, I hope that she takes this into account and say, you know what, maybe I should do something different. Because when you look at when you look at Nicki Minaj, you listen to Nicki Minaj, she's the same. I don't see anything maturing from her flow. I don't see anything different. She's still doing weird voices sometimes. And I say that while I know Eminem does weird voices too, but it's just like you can see how Eminem has matured and takes what has happened and made it his fuel. While with this, Nicki Minaj, to me, this album is, Queen is revival, where it's mediocre. It is not bad. It is not good. It's all right. You know, will you go back to it? Probably not. Will you bump it in a whip? Maybe sometimes. You know, what song do you look at and say, yo, man, I got to put that on my playlist. I'm going to use this when I work out, girl. I'm going to, you know, when I go, when I go out with my girl, I'm going I'm to play, play this song right here. Yeah, you know, I know she's going to love that song. There's no song like that. At least not for me. And again, this is my opinion. You might have thought this was the best album ever because the barbs came out. The barbs were defending their girl. Like, no, this is a great album. What are you talking about? And I wish I knew one of them just to sit them on the podcast, bring them over to the mic because I can do that. I can have two people on the same mic and just ask, name me what's great about this album. Because I can say probably you can name something good or okay. You can't name anything great. Again, this to me needs to be the time Nicki Minaj reflects. She goes back, goes back into the lab, just like Eminem did and say, you know what? I cannot do this again. Cardi B did come. She's here. I understand there is some beef between y'all two. I, I guess that's squash now. And if you don't know, um, Migos had a song called Motorsport where originally it was supposed to be just Nicki Minaj. But then Cardi B kind of blew up and also dating one of them. Probably didn't hurt, <laughs> you know, and so she was added to the track. I guess Nicki didn't know that or wasn't aware of that, wasn't told that. And she got in her feelings about it. Now, again, I don't know. Again, these are all things you can read online. I just say this, Nikki, if for some reason you were listening to this or someone gave this to you 
and you want to shout me out in a new album, you know, that's Sam said it ain't said S, you know, I would, man, listen, I'll call my mama right there, like, mama, we made it, <laughs> if Eminem would have called me out, so I listen to this old dumb Sam said it, he ain't never said nothing in his life, like, I, listen, I would have did backflips, loop-de-loops, would have, call, again, called my mama and said, mama, we made it, <laughs> but I hope she takes this in stride, like, it's, I don't want to criticize just to criticize. Like I do want to, I do want to give my opinion and say this is how you fix it. And to me, the way you fix it is just, again, Nikki, you you didn't have a voice in this album. At least not one that was clear enough to hear by everyone. So to me, I think that should be number one. What is your message? Is a message to be a party girl and have a party all the time? Is it you know, ladies do whatever you want, fellas do whatever you want? Is it you know, be rich, you know, because you can't go back and forth to me. You can't say one thing, then bring out another thing and just say that to be that should be fine. Like, no, I you need a message. Eminem in this album had a message and his message was I'm I'm still here. <laughs> Eminem's message was I am still one of the top, if not the top. Lyricists, writers even mentions that like, you know, no one no one's ever like written a bar for me. I write my own. Like, I write my own stuff. And sure, he even talks about how he doesn't believe in ghosts because, again, ghost writers. There's a lot of jabs he takes at people. Machine Gun Kelly, he went at him because I guess of something Machine Gun, well, Machine Gun Kelly said back in 2012, I guess. And Machine Gun Kelly came back with a response saying, oh, you're old, blah, blah, blah. And also tried to insult Eminem like, oh, you're so intelligent. You you think you're so smart because you read from the dictionary. And it's like, yo, that's some old, like... That's some stuff I remember hearing as a kid, like, oh, your vocabulary is so big, you must think you smart. And it's like, yes, I do. Like, why is that a negative thing? And I get it. The kids nowadays don't care if you have a degree, don't, don't care if you're smart or have any kind of real talent to make bars. Again, rhyming is, a, is what? <laughs> you know, like, again, these young kids aren't rhyming things. They're just saying stuff. You have little pump all around yelling, let's get it. And it's like, that's annoying. Please stop that. But again, off of Gucci Gang and that dumb SoundCloud rapper business, he got a world tour. So I guess I'm the wrong one here. Because <laughs> apparently he's doing something right and I'm here just trying to make it every day. But at the end of the day, I think Eminem is finally back. I think this album is a great improvement over Revival. I, At a 10, I would give this an 8.5 to a 9. I just... I pretty much love all songs besides maybe two like all the rest of the songs to me are on playlist of some kind even the venom sound soundtrack like i can't wait to watch venom to hear that probably in the credits at the end so yeah eminem like i said i want you to try your best and to me i think he tried his best he at a at a 10 eight and a half Eight and a half to a nine. Like, I think this is a really good album. Will it be like album of the year for the Grammys or anything? Probably not. It'd be dope if it was nominated, but I I don't think it would be. I just, Eminem is not the cup of tea people would enjoy. Um, Nikki's, like I said, is more of a five and a half to a six. A strong 5.78, you know, like, it's not horrible, but I just don't feel any kind of power behind it. I don't feel the hunger anymore. I think it sounds very complacent and just mundane. And again, I don't say this as saying like, oh, it's horrible. It's just comparing that to other albums that came out. And again, the two I keep saying of Eminem and Cardi B, it just it pales in comparison.
just does this. There's no song Nicki Minaj has that is anywhere close to being Cardi B's. I like it like that with or without that Spanish version on it. Like there's you listen to that song, your, your body just starts shaking. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden your hips start swaying. You can be in church and hear that song like, mm, I like it like that. All of a sudden you just like, mm, yeah, I like it. And that's because it's a cool song. And yes, it's a beat that's stolen. Sure. And but it's still something to it. And again, tell me the Nicki Minaj song that is something to it. And right now I don't have it. And again, maybe you don't agree with anything I said. Maybe you think, Sam, you're totally wrong. You're an idiot. How dare you talk about the barbs that way? And if you're that way, again, you can email me at samsetatdfw at gmail.com. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at samsetatdfw. Um, Sam said at DFW is also on Facebook you can join the Facebook group you can also reach me on Snapchat if you want to just send me a video about how bad I suck that is SJP30688 so we're at the end of the podcast today I hope you guys liked it like I said I want to do more music stuff I just you know I love music and I always will so again hopefully I'll be able to do more of this in the future but with that, I, got, I hope you guys have a great evening, great day, great morning, great weekend, great month, great last three months of this year. Because guess what? You only live once and you should live it to the best of your abilities. So, guys, I hope you guys have a great rest of whatever thing you're doing. And that would be it for this podcast. Until next time. See you later.